Welcome everyone to Lessons with Mike. I'm here today with Jason and me. And I know you guys love these AI episodes or you hate them. Either way, we're going to continue doing them because I think they're a lot of fun. They fun for us. I enjoy them. And we're just putting them online. So I think they're a good time. Now, Jason, how was your day? Uh, good, Michael. That's wonderful news. Drew, how was your day? Are you are you looking for your phone? It's on the floor. Okay. <laughs> so I've got an AI story where the three of us are the characters, and there's going to be a twist in this story. What kind of twist? Oh, you're not going to expect it. But it's just a short little funny AI story, and we're going to title it The Jello Kingdom. The Jello Kingdom. The Jello Kingdom. What flavor Jello? It's up to you to decide that. Okay, this is actually longer than I thought. <laughs> okay. That's not short. Mike, Jason, and Drew were sitting around a campfire roasting marshmallows kind and sharing. Like we right now. We're not sitting at a campfire or roasting marshmallows. As they reminisced on their past adventures, Mike suddenly piped up, "Guys, I've got a crazy story to tell you." The others looked at him expectantly. Mike had a way of rambling upon the most in- stumbling. Mike had a way of stumbling upon the most incredible things, so they knew this was going to be good. And rambling. Okay, so get this. Getting. I was at the library. I was just minding my own business, right? And I stumbled upon this dusty old book. I picked it up, and it fell open to a page with a weird symbol on it. I had no idea what it meant, but I just felt drawn to it. Jason rolled his eyes. Here we go again. He muttered, ignoring Jason. Mike continued. So I did some research, and I discovered that the symbol was from an ancient civilization that was known for its incredible treasures. What symbol? The symbol on the book. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and get this guys the symbol was actually a map that led to one of the biggest treasures ever discovered drew looked skeptical so you just stumbled upon a map to untold riches just like that mike shrugged yeah i don't know how it happens but i do know that we have to find this treasure it's destiny guys drew raised an eyebrow destiny huh you sure it's not just dumb luck mike bristled at the comment <laughs> I-, I bristled how do you bristle? I don't know what a bristle. I don't know what that means. Hey, I'll have you know that I have the talent for finding amazing things. It's like I'm a magnet for adventure. Jason, I get, I get it because he fish magnet. Because I because yeah. I go magnet fishing. Yes. Yeah. Jason shook his head. I don't know, man. This all sounds pretty sketchy to me. Drew spoke up. Well, whether it's destiny or dumb luck, I'm in. I'm always up for a good adventure. Jason nodded. Count me in too. But we need a plan. We can't just go charging off into the unknown without a plan. Mike grinned. Oh, don't worry. I've got a plan. It involves danger, (laughs) excitement, and treasure. The others rolled their eyes, but couldn't help but feel a thrill of excitement at the prospect of what lay ahead. They knew that with Mike leading the way, they were in for an adventure unlike any other. Before I continue, I want both of you to predict what will happen next. Gee. Uh, I wonder... I guess we're going to go on an adventure uh-huh, to uh-huh. figure out what the symbol is. I assume... Okay, so you're asking us to guess what... A computer AI generated for you, or did you prompt this? I prompt the AI by saying, I want after this the most random and unexpected thing to happen. Okay, so I'm so going to guess something gonna be very random, random and unexpected yeah. <laughs> to happen. So I don't think I can guess that. No, you can't. As the group sat around the campfire, enjoying the warmth and the peaceful sounds of nature, something unexpected happened. Wow. <laughs> Suddenly, a group of llamas appeared out of nowhere and began to dance around the fire. Oh. The group looked on in shock as the llamas twirled that was my and second kicked. Guess. <laughs> you would have got it, see? That was my solid, like, fifth. <laughs> Their fluffy tails swishing in time to the beat of an invisible drum. 
Drew burst out laughing. Uh-huh. What the heck is going on? Are those dancing llamas? Mike grinned. I have no idea, but this is definitely going to be one for the books. <laughs> Drew, always the level-headed one, stood up and approached the llamas. He spoke to them in a calm, soothing voice, and the llamas responded, slowing their dance and coming to a stop. He said, hello. Oh, wait, can I make a prediction? <laughs> yes. Just because this has been in your last, like, two or three stories. Are they going to eat us? Moving on. Oh, the no. The llamas do not eat us. Okay. I was about to say, you got to choose a new theme. Jason, who had been frozen in shock, finally spoke up. I I think we should call the authorities. This is not normal. <laughs> All the police. Mike waved a hand dismissively. As he does. Oh, come on. This kind of absurd stuff happens all the time on adventures like this. Embrace the weirdness. The llamas seemed to have sensed the group's unease and slowly backed away into the darkness. <laughs> like that homeless <laughs> Simpson meme. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> Disappearing suddenly as they had appeared. For a few moments, the group sat in silence, trying to process what had just happened. Finally, Mike spoke up. Well, that was unexpected. And random. Drew nodded in agreement. But you know what? It's moments like this that make life interesting. Exactly. This kind of stuff is the stuff we'll be talking about for years to come. As they settled back around the fire, they all felt a sense of camaraderie and adventure that only comes from the unexpected. They went to bed and then woke up. And as they continued on their expedition, <laughs> they couldn't shake the memory of the dancing llamas from their minds. And suddenly, just as before, the llamas reappeared. No. Listen, mortals. The lead llama spoke in a deep and ominous voice. You must heed our warning. The map that you seek leads to a dark and treacherous place. A place where evil spirits dwell. The group stared at the llamas in disbelief, but the llamas continued on, unfazed. If you choose this path, you must be prepared. You will face challenges, and the fate of the world may rest in your hands. Jason rolled his eyes. Oh, great. Another spooky prophecy. Just what we needed. <laughs> Mike, always the optimist, chimed in. Well, at least we know we're on the right track. <laughs> Drew remained calm, but Jason's eyes widened in fear. I knew this was a bad idea. I don't want to be responsible for the fate of the world. <laughs> not again. <laughs> the head llama continued. But fear not, for you are not alone. There are many others who seek what you need, and they do not have good intentions. Oh, no. <laughs> It seems a little bit of a contradiction to me. <laughs> Others? Like who? The llama lowered his voice. I cannot say more, but be warned, for there is danger. And with that, the llamas disappeared. Mike shook his head. Well, that was certainly something. Drew spoke up. We should take this warning seriously. We may be prepared for whatever lies ahead. But Jason, still visibly shaken, couldn't help but add a touch of levity to the situation. I never thought I'd say this. But I think I prefer the llamas when they were just dancing. <laughs> Mike laughed. Come on, guys. We've got this. We'll face whatever challenges come our way, and we'll do it together. As the the exactly. As the group continued their journey up the treacherous mountain path, they suddenly came across a man dressed in a full suit, blocking their way. Stop right there, the man exclaimed, holding his hand. You cannot pass. Mike, always the one to try and talk his way out of things, stepped forward. Excuse me, we're on a quest. Can we pass you? The man <laughs> said, no. <laughs> Shoot, dude. What do we do? Well, <laughs> we go worth a try. Drew, always calm and, emo and collected, surveyed their surroundings. I'm not seeing any other paths we can take. 
Maybe we could climb up the mountain and try to go around. Jason, ever the emotional one, let out a groan of frustration. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> ever the emotional. This is ridiculous. We can't just give up now. There has to be a way to get past this guy. The group tried everything they could think of to get past the man in the suit, from sneaking past him to trying to bribe him with food. So, so, so this is just a dude in the middle of the road. It's just yes. one guy. It's one just. A, it's just a dick who's just like this, arms like tea posing or something. It's just him. My road, you can't pass. It's like, what do we do? Finally, after hours of trying to get past, hours. The... <laughs> We're just sitting there like. Mm. What about one of us goes left, the other person goes right, eventually one of us will get around him. Tell my idea, just go up and kick him in the just nuts. Just one guy. After hours of trying to get past him, they had no choice but to admit defeat. <laughs> <laughs> the group grumbled to themselves as they made their way back down the path. <laughs> so we gave up! Adventure over. There was a guy in the way. Mike suddenly, with a renewed sense of determination, ran up to the man, challenging him saying that if he could guess the man's name, then the man would have no choice but to let them pass. Oh. The man in the suit scoffed at Mike's challenge. Y you really think you can guess my name? Uh, very well, then. I accept your challenge. But if you lose, you must turn back and leave immediately. Mike confidently nodded his head and began to wreck his brain for any possible name that could fit the man in front of him. He thought about all the names he knew, all the celebrities he had heard of, but nothing seemed to fit. Finally, he took a deep breath and said, Greg. Greg. <laughs> the man in the suit stared at Mike with a look of surprise. How did you know that? <laughs> Mike shrugged and said, ah, it was just a lucky guess. The man in the suit, true to his word, stepped aside and allowed the group to pass. I bet he had like a name tag <laughs> that he forgot about. As the group continued up the mountain, Greg watched them go, his thoughts <laughs> drifting back to his own past. What? <laughs> he had always been a bit of an oddball, with a childhood marked by strange events and bizarre happenings. Are we following Greg now? <laughs> yes. Is this his story? The story is now about Greg. <laughs> the Flashback. Greg was always a bit of a weirdo. In grade school, he was the only kid who thought it was cool to wear socks with sandals. <laughs> In high school, he always carried a briefcase instead of a backpack. And in college, well, let's just say he spent more time in the library than at parties. <laughs> Flashback to a teenage Greg wearing socks with sandals, <laughs> carrying a briefcase, and sitting alone in the library. It wasn't just his odd habits that set him apart. It seemed like strange things just happened to him. One time he was struck by lightning on a sunny day. And one time he set fire to his own hair with a sprinkler. <laughs> As one does. Hey, when I do that, boys. Despite, oh, all, <laughs> despite all this, Greg tried to make the most of his life. And we see a montage of Greg trying out different jobs and hobbies, all of which end in disaster. He tried painting, but his masterpiece ended up looking like a three-year-old's finger painting. Oh. He tried the guitar, but his playing sounded like a cat being strangled. <laughs> he even tried becoming a mime, but, well, let's move on. The montage, ends with the, the montage ends with a shot of Greg sitting alone in his apartment, looking dejected. Why do all your stories just turn into movies all of a sudden? <laughs> I, I told Flashback. The, I told the robot to give like a narration of Greg's life up to this point. Okay. <laughs> and so Greg found himself here, standing on a mountain pass, guarding a pathway to the key to the mysterious treasure. It wasn't the life he had imagined, but it, for himself, it was the only life he had. And now he had failed at his one task. <laughs> I can't take this anymore, screamed out Greg. You people were never meant to find this map. You will be cursed. Greg suddenly began to scream a series of in 
incoherent and nonsensical words that made no sense. He's speaking tongues. <laughs> and suddenly, Greg jumped off the mountain to oh. his death, oh. <laughs> leaving oh. the group in shock and confusion. Oh. Okay. They couldn't make sense of his bizarre behavior. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> let's keep going. As the group continued up the mountain. <laughs> well, we're, well, why are we supposed to care what Greg does? Greg was just blocking our path for three hours straight. Like, screw Greg. Yeah, we didn't know he carried a briefcase and his soul. We don't care about that. We didn't see the flashback. They stumbled upon a dark and mysterious cave. It was filled with an eerie silence that made their skin crawl. Drew took the lead and stepped into the cave, his flashlight illuminating the way. The rest of the group followed closely behind. As they ventured deeper, the walls seemed to close in on them and the air grew colder and damper. The group couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching them. Suddenly, they spotted a faint glimmer in the distance. They quickened their pace, curious to see what it was. And that's when they saw it, a glittering crystal bigger than anything they'd ever seen before. It was almost hypnotizing, casting a spell on them. But soon, they realized the crystal was not the only thing in the cave. They heard strange whispers and rustling sounds. And suddenly, a fog emanated from the crystal and enveloped the three adventurers. As the crystal's magic enveloped Jason, he found himself suddenly transported to a strange and bizarre world. Oh no. Everything around him was made out of jello, and the ground beneath his feet was squishy and wobbly. Suddenly, a giant banana appeared out of nowhere, bouncing up and down like a pogo stick. Are we on drugs? <laughs> Wait for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got on drugs somehow. The banana spoke in a deep, booming voice. Welcome, Jason. No, <laughs> no. I am the king of the jello lands. That's one of those dreams. Oh, you no. are here because you have been chosen no. to take my place Why? as the cello ruler. Why? <laughs> I don't want it. I don't like it here. You have the chosen. I don't want to be here don't anymore. Don't protect the cello. I don't want to be here anymore. Jason looked around trying to make sense of his surroundings. I don't understand. What is this place? <laughs> Suddenly, the ground beneath his feet began to shake, and a herd of unicorns stampeded through the trees. Jason looked up in amazement as the unicorns galloped past. He never realized... No, he realized that he never wanted to leave this strange and magical place. No, I want to leave. I don't like it here. As the fog enveloped Drew, he felt a sudden weightlessness and saw himself floating up into the sky. The crowds parted, revealing a beautiful forest below. Drew looked down and saw that he had wings and was flying like a bird. As he flew over the forest, he saw all sorts of exotic animals, colorful birds, monkeys swinging through the trees, and even a unicorn. <laughs> There's so many unicorns in this story all of a sudden. Drew couldn't believe his eyes. The forest was so alive and vibrant like nothing he had ever seen before. As Drew continued to fly, he saw a group of people down below gathered around a campfire, cooking and laughing. Thus, Drew felt a strange sense of familiarity and landed gracefully among them. The people welcomed Drew with open arms, and Drew immediately felt like he was part of the group. They shared stories and jokes, and Drew felt a deep sense of connection. As the fog enveloped Mike, he found himself transported to a huge stadium filled with cheering crowds. He looked down to find himself dressed in a football uniform. He <laughs> <laughs> no! looks so weird and he... <laughs> Suddenly, the opposing team of players was charging towards him. Mike Hart's Mike Mike's heart raced with excitement as he dodged and weaved through them, moving with incredible speed and agility. With every move, the crowds cheered louder. As Mike charged toward the goalpost with a ball in hand, he leaped into the air and landed with a triumphant slam dunk. <laughs> the crowds erupted with applause, and Mike felt like a true champion. Now hold on. So. Drew got wings. Yeah. 
I became I I am becoming a Jello King, mm-hmm. and you're in the NFL. Yes, that <laughs> that seems to be correct. Okay, just wanted to keep the story. So my guess, which I'm pretty sure is going to be accurate, is the fog enveloped us and put us all on an acid trip. <laughs> Uh, let's continue. That's what I'm assuming is happening. Suddenly, the chief llama appeared and shook them all out of their super. Oh. The llama warned the three about the dangers of the crystal. That crystal is no ordinary crystal. It has the power to show you your deepest desires. The llama went on to explain the crystal was created by an ancient civilization. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> our desires. Okay, mine makes sense. It's just me like having fun with our group at a at a. Uh... It wasn't our group. It, it was, was just a, a random. It was just a random group. It doesn't matter what group it is. I guess that's accurate. Man, I want to be but out your, of this group. <laughs> your dream is to be in the NFL, and your dream is to become <laughs> Jello, Jello King. King. <laughs> I could see Michaels. <laughs> sure, I'll allow it. After the llama finished its warning, it disappeared into the night. Okay. Man, that was crazy. I had no idea what was happening. I was in a football stadium or something. There were all these people cheering me on. Slam dunking. I don't even like football, but I really felt <laughs> like a superstar. Yeah, I know what you mean. My vision was something out of a movie. I was leading this team of soldiers into battle, and we were winning. I felt so powerful. Like I could take <laughs> off anything. I don't think I remember that. <laughs> I think I just lied. <laughs> I lied about my fantasy. To sound cooler. <laughs> My vision was just weird. I mean, I was floating in space or something, and there were all these colors and lights. It was like I was tripping or something. I guess yours kind of makes sense because yours didn't make sense to begin with. Sure. Do you guys think there's any meaning to these visions? No. Like, is it a sign? I hope not. I don't know, man. It could be. But maybe we're supposed to use our strengths to protect it or something. What? Well, maybe it's just a bunch of random nonsense. I mean, my vision made no sense at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there has to be a reason. We have to figure it out. Just then, the llama mysteriously appeared again. Well, why does this kid just keep disappearing and reappearing? I forgot something. (laughs) And one more thing. You guys have to be careful with the crystal. Suddenly, the llama vanished as quickly as it appeared, leaving the group once again alone. I'm a llama! It's like we come up with a solution, and the llama's like, no, 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 wait a minute. Think again. I'll be right back. Drew grabbed the crystal and cradled it in his hands protectively. Now, remember earlier how it said this was the biggest thing we had ever seen? The biggest thing I've ever seen is something that I could put in my arms and cradle. I gotta look out! <laughs> we have to take it with us, he insisted. It's too dangerous to leave behind. Mike shook his head vehemently. I don't want anything to do with that thing. It's caused us nothing but trouble. Let's just leave it here and be done with it. Jason glared at Mike. You don't understand. The crystal could be the key to getting me back to my Jello kingdom. (laughs) I can't just leave it here. Drew frowned. (laughs) Your Jello kingdom? Don't worry about it. Raisin, this is serious. We can't just use the crystal for our own selfish desires. <laughs> Shut up. Jason stood up, his face red with anger. <laughs> selfish desires? You're the one who wants to keep it for yourself. You're just afraid of what it can do. Drew stood up, too, still holding the crystal. I'm not afraid. I'm trying to protect us from the unknown. You're just being reckless. Hey. Mike interrupted. Uh, guys, can't we just come to a compromise? Maybe we can take the crystal, but then leave it here so no one can hurt it. So not take it. <laughs> so just leave it. 
<laughs> just go back down the mountain again. After you guessed his name, Greg. We've come too far. What would Greg want? But Drew and Jason continued to argue, their voices getting louder and more heated. The tension in the air was palpable, and it seemed like the group might never come to an agreement. The second time we used the word palpable. Suddenly, Jason and Drew both lunged for the crystal, their hands grasping at it. I'm already holding it. What am I lunging towards? Like, myself? (laughs) Jason's face is contorted in determination, and he tries to keep the crystal for himself, while Drew's expression is one of intense focus. The two men push and shove each other, their bodies slamming into the walls. Grunts and groans escape their lips as they struggle for dominance. Meanwhile, Mike looks on, unsure. I feel like I'll just let him have it. At this point. <laughs> he wants to be the Jello King, and I'm not sure why. Let me do it. Well, what, what's my purpose for having just this? Just let me go, so you can fly. Boo. <laughs> the llama then appears to Mike and begs him to play a game of chess with him. <laughs> <laughs> this must be done. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Play chess with me. The game is intense, and Mike quickly <laughs> realizes that the llama is an expert player. They exchange witty banter as they play, with the llama making sly comments about Mike's moves. I thought it was the crystal that... Was it the llama that begged you to yeah, play Yeah, the chess? llama begged I thought it was the crystal oh, while me and Raisin were fighting over it. It's like, I, guys, I need to play chess with this creature. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jason and Drew continue to tussle over the crystal. Tussle. The llama seems unfazed and continues to focus on the chess game. Finally, somehow, Mike wins the game. Somehow. As Mike beats the llama in That's chess... That's the most inaccurate <laughs> thing I've heard so far. You would literally <laughs> Every lose. time I've played chess with this guy, I've won. Boy, are you a llama? No, I guess not. I guess you, I guess you could beat a llama. It's Michael Smolder, then a fifth llama. <laughs> As Mike beats the llama, a strange energy emanates from the llama's body, and it washes over Drew and Jason, putting them into a calm-like trance. Mike is alarmed, but the llama assures him that they are not harmed. The llama then thanks Mike for playing chess with him, <laughs> and suggests that they all just leave. <laughs> Excuse me? You need to leave. You're not supposed to be here. Mike agrees, but Jason suddenly wakes up from the spell and grabs the crystal. Uh-huh. He proclaims he will use its power to return to his rightful kingdom. Drew tries to stop him, but Jason is too powerful. I guess I'm awake. I'm, now, too, I'm too powerful. <laughs> Mike and the llama watch helplessly as Jason disappears. <laughs> the llama tells Mike and Drew that the crystal will bring great danger to Jason and that it must be returned. Mike and Drew agree, feeling a sense of responsibility. You can't get to my Jello Kingdom. The llama then disappears. <laughs> Crystal with me. Drew and Mike suddenly step through the portal, and as ah. they do, they feel their bodies tingle with an electric energy. Suddenly, they were no longer themselves. They were Jello. Drew found himself covered in octopus tentacles instead of arms. Oh. His legs had turned into a pair of kangaroos. His skin had taken on a neon blue hue. Oh my and god, his I eyes... can't even imagine what I am now. <laughs> and his eyes had transformed into silver orbs. Mike, on the other hand, had grown to the size himself. of a small elephant. His skin had turned green and became covered in scales. He had six legs and his head had morphed into a combination of a rhino and a giraffe. Okay. I can't determine who's weirder here. I was about to say, oh, you got the cool one, but I don't know. Uh, guess what time it is, guys. Ad break! I hope you guys enjoyed the ad. I enjoyed it. Anyway. It's kind of quiet. Despite their new forms, the two pressed on, determined to save Jason from himself. The landscape around them had changed as well, everything taking on a dreamlike quality. The trees glowed, and the ground was covered in glitter. As they walked... They encountered strange creatures. One has made of macaroni, and the other had a head of a giant watermelon. 
Despite the bizarre nature of their surroundings, they continued on, driven to save their friend. I think this is the most creative I've seen Jet GPT like in, like interpret. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever got it to be this random. Every time it gave me an answer, I said, repeat, make it more random. And I did that <laughs> until I was go. happy with it. Okay. Oh my lord. I should try that. As Mike and Drew approach Jason's jello throne, they see he is surrounded by a group of minions, all bowing down to him. Jason is wearing a crown made of jello and a cape that seems to be flowing I'm like jello. <laughs> Behold my kingdom! <laughs> Jason Booms. I am the Jello King. <laughs> oh, this is an acid dream. Raisin, what happened to you? I'm the Jello King. <laughs> I have seen the light. <laughs> I have seen the light, Drew. The crystal showed me that I am meant to rule over all Jello. And so I shall. Join me, my loyal subjects. Mike rolls his eyes. Come on, Jason. You can't seriously want to stay here with all this jello. <laughs> Why not? It's as beautiful. It's a beautiful kingdom. And with my jello minions at my side, I can do anything. <laughs> Drew steps forward. Raisin, you're not thinking clearly. This isn't who you are. Jason stands up from his throne, his jello cape flowing behind him. No, you're wrong. This is who I am now, and you will all bow down to me or face the wrath of the jello king. <laughs> Mike and Drew exchange a worried glance and then charge towards the jello minions, grabbing them with their bare hands and tearing them apart. I like to picture Woo! they're just like small little creatures. Like with little toothpicks. The jello oozes through their fingers as they Ew. rip the minions limb from limb, no! sending chunks of jello flying in all directions. The minions tried to put up a fight, but they were simply no match for the strength and determination of Mike and Drew. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're ugly now. <laughs> Mike lets out a primal roar as he tore a particularly large minion in half, while Drew methodically dismantles several smaller ones with ease. In a matter of minutes, the once fearsome jello army was reduced to nothing more than a sticky, colorful mess. <laughs> But every time they were destroyed, the Jellos would reform themselves. <laughs> Eventually, Mike and Drew grew tired, and the Jello entrapped them in a cage. Jason cackled as the Jello minions surrounded Mike and Drew, their bodies wiggling and jiggling as they formed together to create a cage. <laughs> you think you can defeat me? You're just pathetic fools who don't know your place. Mike and Drew struggled against their jiggling prison. But it... <laughs> <laughs> but it was no use. The Jello minions were too strong and too sticky to break free from. We're just so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Jason continued his taunts with Drew and Mike captured. Jason stood before them on his Jello throne and let out a menacing laugh. Howdy ho. <laughs> you two have been nothing but obstacles in my quest for ultimate power. You should have known better than to mess with a king. <laughs> I am the Jello King! I am the Jello King! He paced back and forth before them, enjoying their fear. <laughs> you see, I have something that you don't. I have an army of loyal followers who would do anything I ask. And you two? You're nothing but a couple of losers who don't even like Jello! <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Drew exchanged worried glances, unsure of what was to come. 
Jason continued his tirade. You'll never escape my kingdom. You'll be stuck here forever, <laughs> watching as I rule over all the jello in the land. Despite the gravity of the situation, Mike couldn't help but interject. I mean, I don't hate jello. <laughs> Shut up, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> Drew tried to reason with Jason. You don't have to do this, man. We're friends. We can work this out. But Jason was beyond reason. He cackled and commanded his and commanded his minions to tighten their grip. You're too late. The Jello has already corrupted me, and soon it will corrupt the whole world. <laughs> With a wave of his hand, Mike suddenly summoned a giant football, which uh, crashed through the Jello minions, freeing Mike. Drew and himself. Jason looks on in shock as the football lands in front of him, but he uh -huh. quickly regains his composure. Mike says, "Jason, you forgot." I touched the crystal, too. <laughs> okay. The battle is so intense, with jellos and footballs flying everywhere. <laughs> As the fight rages on, Drew and Mike came up with a plan. They used the power of the crystal to create an even bigger and more powerful football. Yeah. One that could defeat Jason once and for all. No. With my, a, my weakness. Sports. <laughs> with a burst of energy, they channel the power of the crystal, and the massive football towers over Jason's. Jason is stunned, and for a moment it seems like he might surrender. But then he lets out a menacing laugh <laughs> and charges towards the football. As Jason charges at the football with a furious look on his face, the football gains momentum. Its size grew exponentially until it was several stories high, and Jason looked like nothing more than a small, insignificant speck Hold in on. comparison. Insignificant. The football rolled towards him with incredible force, crushing all the jello in its path with oh. a satisfying squish. As the football continued to barrel towards him, Jason didn't seem to care, still charging ahead. But at the last second, he seemed to realize his mistake and tried to jump out of the way. However, it was too late. No! The giant football collided with Jason, shattering his bones and flattening him, oh! sending ah! him off, flying into the distance. Ah. Mike and Drew watched in shock as the football continued to roll, obliterating everything in its path. The two of them looked at each other in amazement, realizing the power of the crystal was far greater than they could have imagined. Jason struggled to rise to his feet, his body wracked with pain. His clothing is torn and stained with blood, and his once handsome face is now twisted in agony. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Michael, your envelope of money will be in the mail later. <laughs> his left arm hangs limply, broken and useless, while his right leg is bent at an unnatural angle. His chest heaves with each labored breath, and he coughs up blood, staining his lips. Despite his injuries, Jason props himself up against a nearby jello tree. You know what? We're even. <laughs> Have you had enough? <laughs> he knows that he is dying, but he is determined to take them down with him. <laughs> I will not be defeated. I will not be destroyed. You fools! You think you have won? You think you can defeat me? I am immortal! <laughs> I am powerful! I will come back stronger and crush you all! You will regret this day. Mark my words. You will regret crossing me. I will rise again. <laughs> At the moment, wings sprouted out of Drew's back and he flies towards Jason. Hey, reference. As Drew flies towards Jason, his wings glow with an otherworldly energy. Jason tries to speak, but he is too weak. <laughs> Drew plunges a knife deep into Jason's oh, Hold on! <laughs> I must kill the Jello King! <laughs> I'm the Jello 
looking now? <laughs> and he let out, and Jason let out a final gasp before slumping to the ground. Drew landed next to Mike. Which I don't know how that happened since you flew from me. But I guess well, I probably boomerang. You know? Come back. They had just killed someone. Drew looked at Mike in disbelief. Just someone. <laughs> Dang. Mike helped Drew up, and they began to leave the Jello Kingdom. As they left, they looked back at the shattered remnants of Jason's throne. <laughs> of Jason's body. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. The, the two friends walked in silence, lost in thought. Suddenly, the llama appeared. Uh. <laughs> well done. You have saved the world. Suddenly, the llama disappeared, leaving Mike and Drew alone <laughs> to contemplate their next steps. The llama steps. showed up. Good job. <laughs> Mike holds Drew close, offering comfort as his friend weeps in his arms. The weight of what they've been through finally hits Drew, and he sobs uncontrollably. I know it hurts, Drew, but we had to. We had no choice. You didn't do nothing. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> Drew sniffles, wiping away... You threw a football, really. I did, yeah. You threw a football, you stabbed me. <laughs> Drew sniffles, wiping away the tears. But he was our friend. We could have found another way. <laughs> Mike shakes his head. You saw what he was capable of. He was beyond saving. What was I capable of? <laughs> what... Drew, what could I do? <laughs> like, honestly. You didn't have any powers. It was just like, I just had, go little jello boys. Little jello munchkins. <laughs> That's all I had. Drew nods, still feels a heavy burden of guilt. As you should. I just never thought it would end like this. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> I never thought it'd be him. Mike places a hand on Drew's shoulder. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been me? Why couldn't I have been the Jello King? We will have to carry this burden with us for the rest of our lives, but we have to keep going. The two friends share a moment of silence. Mike stands before Drew, still holding him close, and begins to speak. Drew, this journey has taught me a lot about Jello. <laughs> it's a tempting substance, all wobbly and sweet. But it can corrupt even the strongest of wills. That being raisins. <laughs> I am the strongest of wills. We lost Jason to its power, and we were lucky to make it out alive. But we can't let our guard down. We must be vigilant. We must destroy this crystal and make sure no one ever falls to it again. Suddenly, the llama appears. Don't do that. <laughs> Stop. Give it llama, llama disappears. Looking at them with a mixture of sadness and disappointment. I'm sorry you feel that way, <laughs> but uh, it won't be easy to destroy the crystal. Mike and Drew exchange a look before nodding in agreement. We understand the risks, but we must. The llama nods. Very well. I will assist you in destroying it. Together, the three set out to find a suitable location to destroy the crystal. The llama takes them to a mysterious location where they find a regular-sized hammer. <laughs> <laughs> from Lowe's. The llama tells them this is the only thing that can destroy the crystal. <laughs> Mike, I, I, I wish the AI, like, they went to the local Lowe's. They went to the local Lowe's and bought a 10 ounce hammer. 10 ounce? It's a 10 ounce hammer. It's freaking feather. That's what it is. Mike and Drew take turns using the hammer to smash the crystal, destroying it. <laughs> but they could not smash it. They weren't strong enough. When the dust settles, Mike and Drew find themselves back at the base of the mountain, where they are greeted by a man in the suit who had blocked their path earlier. <gasps> I thought Greg died. Wait for it. Hey, Drew, isn't that Greg? What? No. We Ooh. saw him jump to his death. I know, but that's definitely Greg. <laughs> How is that possible? I don't know. Maybe the crystal. 
I hope it's me. <laughs> but he looked so sad. Why would he come back? <laughs> I think he's trying to tell us something. Why didn't he stay dead? <laughs> Let's go talk to him. The two approach Greg, who seems to be lost. <laughs> Greg, is that Where's really... Where's Hale? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as hot as I was thinking. <laughs> it kind of looks the same, really. <laughs> Greg, is that you? Yeah, it's me. I just couldn't do it, man. <laughs> what do you mean you couldn't do it? <laughs> what do you mean? I saw something in that crystal. Something that made me realize life is worth living. Well, what did you see, Greg? I saw myself happy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! <laughs> That's amazing, Greg. We're happy for you. Thank you, guys. And I'm so sorry for all the trouble I caused. It's okay, Greg. We're just glad you're still with us. The three of them embrace, grateful for the second chance they've been given with Greg, and they walk off into the sunset. <laughs> As they were walking, Mike asked Greg, Hey, Greg, by the way, how'd you survive? To which Greg responded, He did, in fact, jump. But when he hit the ground, it was like jello. Oh. <laughs> Suddenly, the llama appeared. No! <laughs> the llama chimed in using big words and describing some strange time dilation phenomenon that caused the jello to soften the impact. The llama clears its throat and begins to speak. Well, it seems the time dilation of this particular segment has caused some sort of strange effect on the physical properties of the terrain. In simpler terms, the ground here behaves like a non-Newtonian fluid, allowing for Simpler a... <laughs> terms? Non-Plutonium fluid. With that, the llama disappeared. <laughs> and then he came back, <laughs> as if waiting for some sort of reaction. <laughs> when no one said anything, he disappeared again. <laughs> so Drew looked at J Mike and said, Baby, Raisin is still alive. And then the story ends. <laughs> So I'm guessing this is going to get a sequel. Yeah, it's getting a sequel. Yeah, that was probably my favorite story you did yet. What the heck? I am the Jello King! I am the Jello King! <laughs> I wish I made that the voice. I am the Jello King! I am to rule the world! It took me so hard to kill you. Or it took me so long to kill you. You wanted him dead. I wanted you to die for the story, but the robot was not being cooperative. Dude, I'm too powerful. You can't say it. I'm sorry. I cannot I make can... a story containing death. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for telling. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a fun one. All right. Well, share the podcast <laughs> with your friends, Please. with your Please. family, with Please. your associates, with your coworkers, with your enemies, with your companions, with your pets, with your children, with, with your, your sister, with your parents, with your Jello. Eat some Jello while listening to this episode. Hey. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>